0: Good morning everyone. Welcome. It's good to see everyone here today. It's a beautiful day outside and it's uh, beautiful to see your smiling faces in here. Welcome and welcome to our guests, especially you're very important to us. We're glad that you're here today and I hope you'll feel very much part of our family as we worship God together. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out so we could have a record of your attendance with us today. Uh, Just put your name, address, phone number, and especially if you'd like to uh, receive our email newsletter, please put your email address on there and we'll get you on that list. It comes out every Thursday and it's a great way to keep up with the activities going on here at Community Baptist Church. Uh, Speaking of which, we have a number that I'd like to uh, call to your attention, a number of activities I'd like to call to your your attention. First of all, thank you to the men's class for another great a fellowship meal today, and fellowship breakfast today. Thank you so much for that. It was delicious. I'm not sure how many of your uh, wives uh, cooked that, but uh, <laughs> regardless, it was delicious. Thank you so much for supplying that for us. Uh, also, uh, coming up on April the 22nd and 23rd, uh, the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship will be holding its 25th annual meeting, or spring gathering, and it will be at Campbellsville University if you'd like to be a part of that, and uh, we encourage you to be a part of that. Uh, just head on down to Campbellsville for all the activities going on there. And we are collecting toothpaste for Henderson Christian Outreach throughout April. Uh, we're, we're doing something a little bit different. started last month. I think last month we did... Uh, Shampoo, and this month we're doing toothpaste. Uh, so they need some personal supplies down there, and uh, so if you could bring toothpaste, just drop it in that basket over there, and uh, Mary will pick it up and, and use it uh, for the the people that need it there. Also, uh, some of the ministries in Spotsville, I understand, uh, we're selling uh, we're selling burgue yesterday to uh, uh, raise money for their ministries, and they have some left over. So uh, how many of you are Burgoo fans? Ah, Okay, all right. Well, there's some good Burgoo available. Oh, there, there you go. I was looking for Sally. There's Sally. See Sally uh, after the worship service, and she can connect you with whoever it is that you need to uh, be connected with to purchase some good burgoo. So uh, see Sally, and she'll take care of you there. Uh, it's good to be here with God's people and, uh, and sharing this time together. So let me invite you now to let stand if you're able, and let the light of Christ shine through you as uh, we greet one another in Christian love.
1: Greetings. I'm
0: proud of my clean. Huh? Are you? Is it this gonna tell you? I'm sorry yeah. I'm
1: I sorry, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be here and stay here. I'm sorry. It will be that It way. will. I'm excited. Good. Yeah, good. Cool. We don't have snow on the floor. Where uh, up where I'm from, up in Ashley, we got snow. What are you leaving for your African? I, made a oh, I gotta talk to Mary. She's gonna tell her. Oh, yeah. I can do it. Hey, Tell hey, these mics are not all.
0: God, show us the persons that you want us to be in our joys and in our tears and in everything in between. Open our hearts to your peace and love in our coming and in our going, in our rushing and in our resting. Take us to a higher place, O God, in the good days and in the bad days, in the times of safety and in times of confusion. Make us messengers of your peace and love. In our wanting to control and to judge, help us to surrender these wants to You. Soften our hearts, O God. Release us from judging others. In the wrongdoings of others and in our own wrongdoings, help us to forgive and also to forgive ourselves. Keep us on Your narrow path, O God. It's so easy to lose ground. And so we pray that you would connect us each minute, each hour, each day to your ever-present guidance and love. Especially we pray today for those who are most vulnerable in our midst and in our world. For those who are sick and handicapped. For those who suffer from mental illness and neglect and abuse and loneliness. From broken relationships for those who are suffering in financial hardship and in all difficulties, losses, and injustices. We pray that all who suffer may find relief. And dear God, show us the persons You want us to be. Open our hearts to Your peace and love so that Your light might shine in us and through us. Truly enable us, O God, to love one another and everyone else that we may encounter. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Please be seated.
2: I'm on that back row
1: back
2: there. Come on over. Come on over a
1: little
2: bit. Yeah. Come on. Look here. we we got, got more coming. Okay. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? My name's Pam. Glad to meet you all. You know, there's a lot of subjects that we kind of get tired of hearing about, you know, over and over and over. But there's one That I just never get tired of talking about. You know what it is? Love. Love. We just love. If everybody talked love, wouldn't it be wonderful? We just talk love all the time. And we have all kinds of love out there, don't we? I'm going to use these uh, two wonderful people behind me. Uh, Nora and Mark, would you raise your hand, please? Right up here. Okay. Now, there's two married people that love each other. Right?
1: And you know what? And the aunt, they
2: love David, Sarah, and Rachel. That's their children. And without naming all the grandchildren, they've got a bunch of those, too. But you know what? They all love their dog, Cosby. You know, they just love. And it's well known that I love U.K. basketball. I mean, I just love. Well, that's well and good. But you know one love when we say... For God to so love the world Jeez. God loves the whole world and everybody in well I wonder how we can measure that can we measure that what's this look at measuring cup that's where we put our sugar and our flour and all that make a cake in it could we put God's love in there you think Hmm? Uh-huh. you know we learned in the Bible that our up runneth over with love. It runs over. It fills up. It's, it's, it can't hold it. Well, if I were going to go build something or make something, what am I going to use? What's this? Yardstick, like measuring thing, right? And I do the length and I do the height and I do the width and all that. Can we measure God's love with this? Well, you know, we learned in the Bible that it reaches to the heavens. Oh, far, far, far. Can you measure that? Well, i got one more thing. What's this? I'll tell you there's some people in here using this today to measure Pastor Tim's length of sermon. This watch right here, okay? Because that's about the only thing we're going to measure because we we can't measure. We learn in the Bible that God's love is everlasting from beginning and forever. Okay, so we have God's love in us. What does he want us to do with it? What does he want us to do with that love? Other than knowing we, he loves us, what does he want us to do? Give it away. Give it away or we'll use it all up. Tell others that God loves them. Well, that says God's love, okay? And we'll just say for now that God's love has four corners. One, two, three, four. I'm going to do something here. And I'm going to cut this corner right here. And I'm going to give it to you. That's God's love. Okay, now how many corners I have? One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, I went from four to five. Ooh, boy, it just keeps growing. Well, I'm going to cut this one, and I'm we'll going give it to you. Okay, now how many I got? One, two, three, four, five, six. It grew again. It grew again because we gave it away. I want you this week at school, wherever you are, Share God's love. Tell somebody God loves you. And you know what? You're going to make them have a better day all the way around. Okay? Thank you.
1: Follow along with me as I read the book of John, chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you. Where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the word of the Lord. <coughs> pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for the newness of spring. Thank you for the birds, the flowers, the trees. Thank you for new life. Father, help us show the world we are your disciples by loving our neighbors the way you love us. Help us to use these offerings to spread your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: you. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much, choir. What a beautiful, beautiful rendition. And Katie, who knew? (laughs) You sing. (laughs) What a wonderful job. Thank you so much. You know, churches are funny places, aren't they? I don't have to tell you that, that. If you've been around here for a while, you know how funny they are. But I always love a good story about funny things that happen in church. For example... I read recently about a women's league that wanted to announce a new project for the church. And so the the president announced the project on a, a Sunday morning to the congregation. And after a brief description of the project, she asked for all of the ladies of the women's league to march up to the front of the sanctuary. This was a group of women, mostly 65 years old and older. And so the pianist took it upon herself or himself to, to give the, the ladies a little marching tune to encourage them as they made their way to the front of the sanctuary. And so he started playing a little children's chorus titled, The Lord's Army. Have you, how many of you are familiar with this? Some of you are familiar with this little tune there. Uh, the words go something like this, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly o'er the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. In the pianist's mind, this was a a wonderful little marching tune to dramatize the women's service to the congregation and to the the community. But unfortunately, since he was playing only the music without the words, everybody else was hearing the original tune of the Lord's army, which is the old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be, ain't what she used to be. (laughs) <laughs> the, the pianist later said that, that when the surprised Women's League president asked him why he was playing that, he got so flustered that he couldn't answer and he just beat a hasty uh, exit through the side door. Probably a wise move. So you see funny things happen in church all the time. But, folks, listen to this the church is vital for God's plan to establish God's kingdom on this earth. And our lesson for today is directed specifically towards the church. It reflects who we are because we are those who follow Jesus. It is not enough that we simply believe in Jesus. And it is not enough to simply worship Jesus if we are really if we really want to be the church of Jesus Christ, we must try to live our lives following his example and his teachings. It's kind of like a group of hikers who decided to climb, to the, climb up to the top of the beautiful blue mountains in Jamaica. The earlier parts of the hike were fine, and, but the closer they got to the top the more treacherous the path became. And these these people were hiking at night because they wanted to get to the top for, for the sunrise. But as they got up towards the top, they could no longer walk in groups. They had to walk single file. And about halfway up to the top of the mountain, in pitch darkness, the leader said, now follow my feet. Do not venture to your right. And to make his point, he reached into his pocket and pulled out a stone and asked everyone to be quiet. And he threw the stone over to the right of the, of the trail. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited until finally they heard the sound of the stone hitting the bottom. From then on, there was no question about everyone following very closely behind their leader. It was a long Difficult journey, following their leader, but when they got to the top, it was nothing but glorious. In the same way, Jesus calls us to follow him. The path may be treacherous at times, but if we stay close, then one day we too will share in his glory. Our lesson for today takes us back before Easter. It's Passover, and Jesus and his disciples have gathered for supper. Judas is already making his plans to betray Jesus. And before supper, Jesus gets up, and and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. And he says to them that if he, as their teacher and their Lord, would wash their feet, then they should follow his example and wash one another's feet. Jesus then tells everyone that one of them will betray him, but he doesn't identify who it will be. To do so undoubtedly would have put Judas's life in jeopardy. I'm sure that Simon Peter would not have stood for it if he knew what Judas had in mind. He probably would have drawn his sword like he did with the high priest servant when Jesus was arrested. But notice that all throughout this whole experience, Jesus demonstrated grace and mercy. And that's no surprise because grace and mercy are what Jesus was all about. Well, at this point in the evening, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you where I am going. You cannot come. Once again, he announces that he's going away and they will not be able to find him. Now, remember that this is not the first time that he has tried to prepare them for what was about to happen. Soon they would be on their own. But this separation would not last forever. It would only be temporary. In time, his disciples would be able to go where he has gone, to that place, as he said, that he has gone to prepare for them. But first, they would have to endure a treacherous journey before reaching the top of the mountain. And then he speaks these words to them. He said, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My friends, just like those hikers who survived that treacherous hike up the Blue Mountain by following in the steps of their leader, the disciples would also survive in his absence by obeying his teachings and by following the example that he left of love. But there are some things that we need to notice about Christ's new teachings about love. And the first one is this. The command. To love one another is not a new commandment. The commandment to love one another that Jesus gives is not a new commandment. In fact, way back in the Old Testament, Leviticus 19.18 teaches us the principle of loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And so the disciples already knew that they were supposed to do that. I mean, goodness, Jesus had even taught them that they were supposed to love their enemies. And so loving their neighbor, that'd be a piece of cake. It's called the golden rule. And variations of that rule are practiced by people all over the world, by, by most of the major religions of the world. Well, there are some people who find it hard to do. When D.H. Lawrence re- uh, first read a collection of Ernest Hemingway's short stories, he said that they all ended up in the same place. He said the message that Hemingway was conveying was that whatever it takes in life, make sure you don't get attached to anyone. Never commit yourself to another person. And you know what? That's exactly the way Ernest Hemingway lived his life. In fact, Hemingway once fired a babysitter because his sons were starting to get too close to her. Not good for you boys. Don't get too attached, he said. And I just wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that Hemingway took his own life. My friends, we weren't, we weren't designed to live detached lives. We weren't designed to live apart from other people and keeping other people at arm's length. Even football coaches will tell you that, or will talk to their players about loving one another. That legendary coach, Vince Lombardi, one of the the toughest coaches who ever lived. Listen to what he said. He said, there have been a lot of good coaches with good ball clubs who know the fundamentals and have plenty of discipline, but still don't win the game. And then you come to that third ingredient. If you're going to play together as a team, then you've got to care for one another, he said. You've got to love one another. Each player has to be thinking about the next guy and saying to himself, if I don't block that man, Paul's going to get his legs broken. If I have to do my job well so that he can do his. And he said the difference between mediocrity and greatness is the feeling that these guys have for one another. Some call it team spirit. And when the players are imbued with that special feeling for one another, you know that you've got a winning team. Now, of course, I don't think there's an NFL coach out there who's going to talk about, talk to his players about loving their enemies like Jesus did, unless you can somehow spin loving into taking their heads off. But it was not a new teaching when Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That idea had already been around for over 3,000 years. But here's what was new in our lesson for today. We are not simply to love others as we love ourselves. No. We are to love others as Christ loves us. Now, that moves the goalpost a little further down the road, doesn't it? You see, the standard for love has been moved from us to Christ. And Christ's love is perfect. Christ's love is unconditional. Christ extends His love even to those who don't deserve it. And Christian love, like Christ's love, should be unconditional and sacrificial, and that's the, the kind of love that we need to have for our neighbor. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. In her inspiring book and, and movie that came out a number of years ago, The Hiding Place, Corrie Ten Boom tells a story of her family, a Dutch Christian family who ended up in a in a Nazi concentration camp for trying to rescue. Uh, Jews during the Nazi occupation of their country. Corey said that her family had loved the Jewish people for over three generations. In fact, her grandfather, Wilhelm Ten Boom, started a weekly prayer group praying for the Jews in 1844. 1844, and this prayer meeting continued every week uninterrupted until 1944 when the Ten Boom family was sent to a concentration camp for helping Jews flee from the Nazis. Corey tells an interesting story about her father, Casper Ten Boom. And she said that when the Jews were forced to wear the, the Star of David on their clothing to set them off from the rest of the population, Casper lined up to receive his star, a star for himself, even though he wasn't Jewish. He wasn't even Jewish, but he wore it because he wanted to identify himself with the people for whom he and his family had been praying all those years. He so completely identified with the Jews that he was willing to wear this sign of shame and to suffer their persecution for the sake of the people he loved. Corey and her sister Betsy followed in their footsteps and they both suffered because of their concern for the Jewish, their Jewish neighbors. In fact, Betsy died in the concentration camp. My friends, that's not just loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That's loving like Jesus loves. So what does that kind of love look like? Well, Jesus is pretty clear about that. In Luke 6, He says, but to to you who are listening, he said, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If you love those who love you, so what? What credit is that to you? But love your enemies. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because God is kind to the ungrateful and even to the wicked. So be merciful just as your Father in heaven is merciful. This is indeed a new kind of love that we're talking about here. It is a love that is, that is usually manifested only by those who have totally given themselves God, And the first place that this love should be made manifest is within the church. Listen again to his words. A new commandment I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another you hear that? This commandment was directed specifically to the followers of Jesus. We are to love one another. You guys. We are to love one another as Christ loved us. And this, this is how the world will know that we follow Jesus. Because of our love for one another. Some of you may be familiar with a, a singer-songwriter named Ken Miedema. Uh, Ken's one of my favorite songwriters. I've been uh, following him since I was a teenager. Uh, Ken is is totally blind, but he's a a man who has a great spiritual vision. Several years ago, he wrote a song that was directed towards the church, and the song contains several pointed questions. He sings these words. If this is not the place where tears are understood, where can I go to cry? If this is not the place where my spirit can take wing, where do I go to fly? If this is not the place where my questions can be asked, where do I go to seek? If this is not the place where my feelings can be heard, where do I go to speak? If this is not the place where you accept me just as I am, where do I go to be free? And if this is not the place where I can try to grow and love, where do I go just to be me? What great questions those are. My friends, the church is intended to be a safe place where we can be ourselves without fear of judgment. It is intended to be a place where people can truly love one another and accept one another for who we are, warts and all. I heard about one well-known pastor who was talking about Jesus' teaching to love your enemies. And the pastor said, you know, I don't think I have any enemies outside of the church. And he was serious this may surprise you, but sometimes church people don't always reflect unconditional love, even towards each other. And because of that, it's no wonder that people outside of the church may wonder about our credibility. And that just goes to show you that loving one another as Christ loved us is not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. But listen to this. Christ does not expect us to do that which is easy but that which is right. So stay close to Jesus. Live as Christ lived. Follow the leader. Follow his way of love. Some of you may remember that popular song from the musical, The Fantastics. The song was called Try to Remember. It's a sentimental ballad written by Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt. You may remember some of the words. I'm not going to sing it for you. Don't worry. Try to remember the kind of September when life was slow and oh so mellow. Try to remember the kind of September when grass was green and grain was yellow. And then you remember how it ends. Try to remember. And if you remember, then follow. Follow, follow, follow. Now, I'm not certain what Tom Jones was saying there about following. But I am very certain what Jesus was saying when he told us to follow him. We are to stay very close to Jesus and to follow in his footsteps. And we are to do everything within our power, especially to love our brothers and sisters in Christ Because that's how everybody else is going to know that we're for real. How are we to love? We are to love others as Christ loved us. And you know what? He loved us so much that He was willing to lay down His life for us. A new commandment I give you, said Jesus. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. Are you ready and willing to live the love that God has given to you? Are you ready and willing to share the love of Christ with others? That's what we are called to do. And so the challenge for you today is to take up the command that Jesus offered to us love others. As I have loved you. You're ready and willing to do that? Then let's sing, Lord, here am I. from this place, go with the presence of the resurrected Christ by your side. Go with the power of the Holy Spirit within you. Go with the word of God dwelling richly within your spirit. Go with a deep sense of love for one another, which Christ commands. And the love of God and the joy of the Holy Spirit and the peace which Christ gives will be yours. In his name we pray. Amen.